Hello and welcome to another episode of Future Chat. Just so you all are aware, this is actually the first official day of my vacation this summer, so uh, I know it's been a while since there was a Future Chat, but no work. Here we are. Today I'm going to be doing another Future Chat review. This time I'm going to be looking at the Samsung Galaxy S8. This is a very cool phone. Um, I've tried out a few different Samsung tablets and phones now. And I gotta say, this addresses a lot of the complaints that I had and issues that I had with the S7, which was the last phone that I reviewed. And it also adds a few new things that I wasn't even expecting to enjoy, but I really, really do like. So without too much uh, detail about the phone itself, it does have that same uh, always-on display that you're used to from Samsung the last couple phones. So it'll always show you the time, the date, how much battery, and it'll give you little icons with any notifications. Now, the biggest difference between this phone uh, and the S7, in my opinion, other than the size of the screen and you know the bezels are missing, is the fact that the home button is gone, replaced with just a virtual little home button there. This took a bit of getting used to, and uh, it means that the fingerprint reader is now up here on the back of the phone, which a lot of people have talked about. Uh, for me, this was a little redundant, and <laughs> that can all be explained by the fact that this phone um, it has face recognition and it also has iris recognition and I set up both when I first got it and I don't know which necessarily is doing uh, the unlocking the majority of the time but it is um, biometrics that are not my fingerprint that unlock this phone almost every time I use it. So took a bit of getting used to but basically double tapping this virtual home button will unlock the the screen and see I just did it by accident. So once you get this screen activated, just double tap, shows you the lock screen. I can look at it and I can look back and it's unlocked. It's very impressive. Um, the next iPhone is rumored to have this feature, the face unlock. And I was skeptical at first when I heard that. And since then I've tried this out and I have been extremely impressed with the Samsung software. I don't know, you, you hear often of Apple that it just works. Um, this, in my opinion, this feature just works and it works really, really well. Now, like I said, I don't, th there's iris recognition in here and there's also face recognition. Um, I, inst I set them up both in tandem and that seems to work really well. Like I just showed you, it, it took a fraction of a second. Like I found myself, I've, I've, I made a video a few years ago on this channel um, and it's actually the most popular video I've ever made, mostly because it mentions the iPhone, uh, talking about how Touch ID didn't work that well for me on the iPhone 5 and 5S. Uh, it was a new technology. It's gotten much better, much faster since, but uh, the phone I have right now is the SE. And I'm finding that the longer I have the phone, I don't know if I just need to reprogram my fingerprints, but fingerprints tend to, both the fingerprints themselves tend to change over time slightly, depending on how much oil you have or the season. I know sometimes I'll uh, like lose flakes of skin off my fingers and that tends to make the sensor less accurate. Um, but I really like the idea of having something on your face unlock the phone as an addition to uh, fingerprint ID. I, I do think fingerprint is still a really useful technology to have. I, I didn't really use it at all. Like I tested it, it does, does work well on the S8. But being on the back of the phone, I find it's much easier to just look at it. And so I found myself doing that the majority of the time. 
Now, the one thing that was said initially when the iPhone rumors started of it getting facial recognition in um, front-facing camera, being able to do face recognition to unlock, was that it wouldn't work that well in the dark. And, well, it wouldn't work at all in the dark, really. And uh, the S8, that is the one deficiency that I have in this phone. And the reason to not necessarily completely be able to rely on face ID is that it doesn't work when it's dark. So at night, if you're wanting to use your phone, you have to use some kind of um, gesture password or password, like a numerical password or the fingerprint. And that to me would be the kind of deal breaker because once you get used to face ID, I got to say on this phone during the day and the majority of the time I used it during my testing was during the day, it, it breaks everything else. Like I don't, I don't ever want to put my fingerprint on this phone because it it's way more kind of a mental process. It's much easier just like you're already going to look at a phone. I do see situations with my with my iPhone with the touch ID on the front where it's more convenient for me. It's faster for me. If I can reach into my pocket, I'll actually reach in with my thumb on the sensor so that when I, by the time I get the phone out of my pocket, it's already unlocked. But um, So I do see situations where you'd want to unlock your phone but not necessarily have to look at it. But in terms of something, a feature just working, the Face ID feature works really, really well and exactly as advertised. The other big thing about this phone, this is the first uh, Samsung phone that I've had that has USB-C. Actually, the first, yeah, I had the tablet with USB-C, but this is the first phone that has USB-C. And I don't understand why all Android phone makers aren't doing this. USB-C is such a better standard than micro USB. I don't know why as soon as it was introduced, they didn't all jump to that. Um, We've had lightning on the iPhone for a really long time now, and everything is pretty much lightning. You you still see the odd 30 pin connector in something like a hotel room, but even then, I, most of them have, have changed over. They'll just give you a USB port, and that kind of gets rid of the problem. USB-C being reversible just gets rid of the nightmare of switch swapping USBs. It's just such a, like, like I said, with the same thing with the face ID, it's just such a mental burden to have to f remember which side is which and possibly have to switch. and. If you try it the first way and it doesn't quite work, you're like, oh, dab it in backwards. So you flip it around and then it's just, you have to try on average at least once to use micro USB. And there's no real good way to say, to always say, okay, I'm going to get it right. Like you can, you can learn a little bit about the standard, see which side is actually the top front if you're looking at it front on, but it's just, it's ridiculous that you even have to go to that length. Um, USB-C exists, everything should move to it. It's reversible, like I never had a question about whether I was gonna plug this phone in on the first try because it just plugs in both ways. It's ridiculous that that debate still needs to happen. Um, USB-C is just such an obvious edge and this phone has it, so it's a massive improvement. I'm not really gonna, I'm not gonna show um, the camera quality of this phone because obviously it has a really good camera, like a really, really good camera. Uh, but that, that was borne out in evidence like taking pictures of this cameras on the top end of phones across manufacturers. Like all the lenses, all the sensors are made by the same couple of companies. And so it's not even really worth talking about the differences. They're just all really, really great cameras. And you might prefer the vibrancy or the contrast or the brightness or something from a specific maker of phone, but really they're just all gonna be very good. Now this edge screen, the that's not even mentioned in the name of the phone anymore. You used to have the Galaxy S7 Edge. Uh, now you just have the Galaxy S8. It's got both those edge screens. Um, the right edge is the one where you can kind of pull stuff over onto the screen. Um, I find myself using the edge less 
then like kind of along the same lines as I did before, I, I didn't use it that much. It still does kind of seem like a gimmick, although I can definitely see situations where you could have like an apps edge, for instance, and you wouldn't even necessarily need any apps on your home screen. You could just fill it with widgets, have like your dock full of the apps you use the most. And then when you want to have other apps, just have them all in that apps edge and kind of use it that way. But um, coming from the iPhone, that's not how I use it. So I don't end up using the uh, apps edge that much because I don't really use widgets that much. I just haven't found them to be particularly useful. Not to say that they don't have a use, but I haven't particularly used them. But I can, like I said, I can definitely see how having that apps edge would be super handy to have. In my video about the Galaxy S7, um, I mentioned that one of the issues that I had with the phone is that if I was trying to pick up the phone because it had those rounded edges off both sides, when you try to pick up the phone, parts of my finger would often end up touching the edge. And if I was playing a video or something, like I was, had to be really careful to not touch the front screen of the phone. I'm happy to say that I didn't have any of those issues with this phone, so I feel like some of the work that Samsung has done putting into getting rid of kind of, I don't know whether to call it palm rejection, edge rejection, but the phone seems to know a lot better and kind of not react to touches along the edge of the phone anymore. Uh, if, if you're touching like right on the edge or if you're holding it and happen to touch part of the screen. So I feel like that's kind of an improvement and I don't really have any complaints about that anymore, honestly. Uh, I've been very happy with that. If I can say one negative thing about this phone, because there really isn't that much, like other than the fact that I think Android has performance issues, this phone uh, performs definitely the most admirably out of any Android phone I've seen uh, using Android, but I think they're kind of making the best of bad situations, just throwing all the hardware, all the power they can at this problem that shouldn't necessarily be solved by hardware. It should be solved by software optimization. Um, and that's the fact that I don't really see much of a reason for Bixby, the Samsung voice assistant, to exist right now. Uh, I used it a little bit. It, it, on this phone, it replaces where, um, I guess, Google Assistant or Google Now would be. Um, if swiping over onto the left area, the area to the left of the home screen. Uh, it, like, it does give you an overview of news and calendar events and all these kinds of things you can do with voice assistants. But... I really find it just the duplication of uh, functionality that Google does better. And so I don't, I don't know if we're going to see that in the next version of the phone. I mean, we may see the voice assistant, obviously, um, if you can have, Samsung has their own built-in apps. If you can have a voice assistant that works really, really well with your built-in apps, that's, I see that as being powerful, but I, the Bixby voice assistant, I see being separated from the kind of Bixby organizer agenda type thing. And I just don't see the agenda as being particularly useful unless you, I mean, I guess with it being a default, you, if you kind of go all in when you get the phone and just say, oh, what's this? I'll set it up and get everything going. It could actually work. But um, as a person coming in to Android, having already set up Google things, it was just a full on duplication of, of that effort. And I didn't really see it as being improved in any way. So it's not necessarily worth swapping everything out to me so there you go the biggest takeaway for me from this phone is the idea that i'm now going to totally give face recognition a chance on smartphones uh, i'm still looking forward to seeing apple's implementation and then the future kind of iterations of samsung's um face uh, face identification because it still doesn't work at night and the iphone is rumored to be using infrared 
cameras as well as vis um, visual cameras to be able to do these kinds of things at night. I think that would be a really great thing because you don't want to have an authentication system that only works some of the time. And so that is the case with face rejection because of uh, face identification, because at night you can't use that. Um, for me with touch ID, there, there are situations where I'm, I just give up and know that I'm not, it's not even worth trying to authenticate with my fingerprint. Like if my fingers are sweaty or if I know that like if I'm out and it's hot, I know that I'm not going to be able to authenticate with my finger. And so I just default to putting in the password. When I can get to the point where I'm fully comfortable being able to use either face or fingerprint recognition all the time, I will actually go through the process right now. My password is not super complicated to enter because I find that I'm having to enter it a lot in certain specific situations. And I would like the security of not having to have a weak password just because my biometric authentication methods aren't reliable enough for me to count on all the time. So that's it for my review of the Samsung Galaxy S8. Um, if again, this is my this is my recommendation. If you are an Android person, this phone is extremely good. It's an expensive phone, but honestly, it's it's such an improvement. I I am the person who is going to want to try the newest phone, want to try the newest technology, just because while Moore's law and kind of processors aren't necessarily keeping up every 18 months doubling in specs, um, cameras continue to get so good that they're almost indistinguishable from um, DSLRs or mirrorless cameras. The screen is insane. The resolution on this thing is ridiculous. Even coming from an iPhone, I'm starting to get to the point where with, with the iPhone SE and it's a kind of original older retina resolution, uh, you start to see the pixels and you start to see the cracks. This thing has such a massive resolution that that is not an issue at all. It just looks like, honestly, infinite resolution for all intents and purposes. So that's it for my review. It's going to be a couple more weeks till we get back to a regular future chat schedule. Uh, so for the time being, I'll say enjoy the rest of your summer and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.